Tony Basilio welcome you to another edition, breaking it down scientifically. Let's do it today. Tennessee up in Indianapolis for day two of the charade, of the NCAA-led charade and attack and persecution on our Tennessee volunteer brand, which is really annoying, but uh, kudos to Adam Sparks for some of the video coming out of there and some of his hilarious reporting where Pruitt and Casey Pruitt are walking into the deal and there's a coaching uh, convention slash whatever's going on next door to them and they've got danger zone playing. Pruitt's going to the danger zone, the danger zone. So we got a lot to talk about today. Tennessee gets a commitment from uh, the young man from Harvard. Will he be able to do it? Uh, another one of these kind of undersized forward types out of mid-major basketball, but a very good player nonetheless. So we'll have to see what happens there. We've got a lot to talk about today. I want to get into this uh, NCAA court case with you uh, against Tennessee or the NCAA case. And then also uh, there's a bunch of other stuff today that we've got to get into something i want to discuss what the nba is talking about doing you know their playoffs are going on right now but the nba is talking about breathing some life into their uh regular season and i want to kind of unpack that as well today because i think that's something college basketball could learn from i think college basketball needs a little something needs a little juice in its regular season and the nba essentially realizes, hey, we're getting, like, smoked by the XFL in our regular season. Go ahead, Bri. The college, they do have the Maui Invitational and stuff like that. Oh, Brian. Oh, I mean, that's that's sort of what the NBA is doing, right? Not what I'm talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. No, the NBA is involving all their teams. College could do a thing involving all their teams. Number three something plays. Number one, you just play it down, play it off preposterous or just a uh, or a power league a greg sankey power league tournament uh early in the year it'd give rick bar it would give us something to win they won the battle of Atlantis last november tone yeah mm-hmm. it would give us something to win you know something national not something involving eight teams something it would be fun that was a pretty good field they beat though to the deal uh, yeah, okay. Add a little Kansas? juice to the deal. Add a little juice to the deal. So we've got to get into it today. 865-200-5402. Here's the question. Here's the question for you today. And I'm just, you know, I'm trying to break it down scientifically with you. I mean, there, you know, who knows on this. There could be two more days. There could be another day of this, right? And this thing is a total charade. And really what this is, is this is the NCA saying we still have teeth. Look at us. We can still convene. We're up here in a conference room in Cincinnati, and we're looking litigious, and everybody has their suits on. And look at us. We still matter. And you really don't matter. And you really don't matter. Now, what the NCA does do, what they are good at is taking the fun out of things, as we've seen. How they've succeeded down through the years 
is it kind of incredible. And it sort of happened in spite of themselves. It's because college sports are so great. But my question for you is this. And we're taking calls today, and I want to get into it. And then Johnny Boy Bryce will be by uh, here in hour number two. Johnny Boy Bryce will come by and give us his thoughts on this deal. But here, here's where I'm at. If the NCAA says to Tennessee, you're getting a, uh, a postseason ban this year, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to fight it? Right? Are you going to fight it? Are you going to uh, take it? You tell me what you're going to do. You're going to fight it and appeal. That's letter A. Fight it and appeal, or B. Accept the penalty and get past this. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's get Dave in here. We're keeping callers first today, as we always do in this program. We're keeping callers first. Dave, buenos dias, buenos tardes, buenos noches. Bueno. Um, on the new commitment from Ledlam or whatever his name is, it just, yep. you know, I Ledlam. hope it works out. I hope he's uh, better than I think he's going to be, but I've watched a lot of his highlights. and He plays under the rim. He's six foot six. It's a below yep. 30% three-point shooter, below 70% free yep. throw shooter. I just see a lot of E.J. Anasicki here, and I know he's a good quality kid, got into mm-hmm. Harvard, and I know that's that's more important to Barnes than bringing in a high-quality basketball player. And I just it, it, What bothers me is, is that – are you all still there? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. What bothers me is is that Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, Kentucky, all these other teams that, that we play against in our league, they all seem to be able to get a difference maker transfer. But it's just not in the cards for Barnes. And I don't think he wants to upset the apple cart. He didn't want to bring in somebody that's going to come in and start and 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 I don't know. Am I wrong? I, I think, look, I, I think so far V.J. Bailey has been the best transfer in the Barnes era, if that means anything to you. So, obviously, he's been Tennessee's results. I mean, that's why we are calling some of these baseball players Rick Barnes transfers. I mean, it's not you know, I'm not arriving at that. What about the Daniel kid that, that played that point guard there. a few years ago? Interesting. So yeah, he's okay. He was, he was decent. He was yeah, decent. Sure. I guess the I guess the point is that we are in a spot where difference makers in the portal there aren't that many, and they're already basically off the board. Like Arkansas went out. And bought a kid from Houston. They bought a couple other kids. And and that's the space that Arkansas's head coach is comfortable operating in. Yeah. So I guess we'll look back five years from now, Dave, and say, was Barnes right? Was Barnes wrong? The other thing with Barnes is is that he's got a really weird relationship right now with NIL. In yeah. that he hasn't courted big money people uh, to the point where they filled their coffers. And, right. you know, if you don't ask, 
there's an old adage in sales, right? If you don't ask for the order, you know what you're never going to do? You're never going to get it. So if I don't invite people into my tent, NIL-wise, Dave, it gets difficult. But here's the thing about Barnes. Barnes hardly ever has a down year, like what we're seeing with Tennessee baseball right now. Barnes doesn't do that. Barnes wins 25 right. games a year. Right. So he, sure his, way, nice to... his way works. His way works, Dave. I know, but sure would have been nice to gone out instead of getting this six foot six guy. It would have been nice to go out and get some kind of a point guard. I mean, yep. It just would have been nice. Well, you're right, but they were involved with the kid from the from the North the North Texas kid who is going to end up at Ole Miss, who was a total pain in the rear end. Yep. They were involved with several other kids, a Western Kentucky kid they were involved with. They were involved with several others. So it isn't like they don't know that. But their deal right now is, and they're waiting on a kind of a, a higher splash, higher, more talented guy than this Ledlam guy is this Connect guy yep. from uh, northern Arizona. Now, that's not, have you seen him, Dave? That's a nice player right there. If they get him, that's a nice player. That is because he... Because he could, he dunks down three pointers at a high rate, and That's right. uh, and he you know he does everything. He's got a he's kind of got a game like that kid that played at Creighton this year this past year. Um, he's pretty real versatile. Um, so hopefully that works out. But uh, there's still a chance, and I, I and some people may say I'm, I'm wrong, but there's still a chance that Triple J comes back. I don't know about the Phillips kid, but I think the thing with Triple J is Triple J has tried to talk his way back into the deal, but right now Barnes has been pretty steadfast. There are a couple of assistant coaches that have pulled for him to come back. Yep. Your point is that they're doing so little in the portal that they're going to go to him in the 11th hour and say, come back and play for us. Hey, it might yep. happen. I mean, I, I never closed the door. But my information that Barnes told him uh, two and a half, three weeks ago, whenever the season ended, whenever that was, a couple days later, hey, look, you're not in our plans for next year, so you might want to move on. Or, hey, look, you've gotten your degree from here, and you're a wonderful young man, and I love you. And I'm always here for you, but it's not, you need a break. We need everybody needs a break here, and that's and so far the information that Vesco is the only kid welcome back is absolutely 1,000 percent accurate, uh, and it remains accurate to this day. Now, or can you never say never? No, they could always go back to him and go, hey, you know you haven't found our place to play, and we have a spot, and but right now he's not in their plans. I can tell you that. Well, to be honest with you, uh, now they can get this other kid, that's fine. But if I had to choose between this, and I've watched a bunch of his highlights, if I had to choose between that Ledlam kid or Triple J, I'm taking Triple J, Triple J, Triple J every day. I already know what I've got in him. And I've watched this Ledlam kid play. He's lacking on the defensive end. I know one thing that Triple J can do. He can play defense. Wow. So you're and, telling uh, me this guy's going to have trouble defending people at this level, in your humble opinion? Yes, he is. I've watched him play. Oh, the, Barnes won't I play him. I watched his highlights against Kansas. McCullers oh ate him alive. 
a whale oh boy, get. horns ain't going to go for that. Yeah, and if he can't play defense, you know where he ends up. So I was told last night by somebody pretty close that Tennessee sees Ledlam, and when I say Tennessee, basically Barnes, sees Ledlam as a better fit for what they do, but they see Connect as a better player. They think Absolutely. he's a much better player. But they think it's Ledlam really is a fit for what they do, Dave. They think Ledlam's a fit. Yeah, but as far as player-wise, if you watch the two, it's, it's really not close, Tony. It's my opinion. Well, well, hey, I mean, look, the, Tennessee might – can they beat – can they beat back Oregon for him? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Let me ask um, you something. Did did did, uh, did they just now? Levin's going to play the four, right? Now I watched I watched him. So did they just tell Kamwa to take off because he's not an upgrade over Kamwa? He's yes. just not. Again, Dave, they 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 told all the other guys that had eligibility. I'm going to spell this out one more time. They told – I know people find this hard to believe. They sat down with everybody and they said, you're not welcome back, you're not welcome back, you're not welcome back, you're not welcome back. And they looked at Vescovy and said, we'd love to have you back. What's it going to take? Yeah. Okay. So and, – and if you see Kumwa, Kumwa's getting some pretty high high, uh, high major interest. But another thing's happened in the portal this year. Which is that the portal's not is not being seen as the panacea that it was being seen as. I wrote in my blog today an interesting nugget, which is that in the last two off seasons, the portal players since twenty twenty one, Dave, a staggering seventy one percent average fewer points at their new school. Last season, for instance, 60 players transferred into the SEC. Only 11 of them averaged 10 points or more, which leads me to this, Dave. I'm going to ask you now. Do you think Ledlam will average 10 points or more, or will he be another statistic, in your humble opinion? He will not average more than 10 points a game. He'll be, he's going to be closer to the 5- to 6-point game guy than he will be anywhere close to what he averaged at Harvard. Just my opinion. I mean, well, hey, I, just, I hope you're, look, I hope you're wrong, and I know you. You know you hope you're wrong. I hope but I'm we, wrong, we too. Gotta call it like but we I, do know, we, yeah. I do know uh, about five, six, seven games a year, we got an All-American performance out of Kamwa. Uh, <laughs> and I, know, I do know he's played a bit against the best competition that you can play against in college basketball over his entire basketball college basketball career. And this Ledlam kid has not. And that concerns me. And especially when you can't. Yeah. It will be. Thanks, guys. It will be. Thank you. It always is. You know, the Ledlam guy averaged 18 points, eight and a half at Harvard. And he is kind of a below the rim player. At six six, he's he's a he's not gonna wow you with his athletic ability. He's sort of a below the rim. I mean, my son goes to Penn. I've seen Harvard play, so I've seen that kid play. He's okay. Now he's okay enough that Tennessee, Indiana, and St. John's all wanted him, and there were other schools involved with him. 
I mean, it's not like he's a scrub. Uh, Brian, refresh me, my memory. That that Anasiki guy came from where? Wasn't he like from Vincennes, or is that that guard you were thinking of? Where did where did Anasiki come? He came from the West Coast, didn't I he? I thought he came from the Northeast and then Saint went to uh, the he went Mercy? to Cal State Fullerton. He, I think he went to Cal State Fullerton from here. Yeah, I think he was like at something Mercy uh, Sacred. Was it Sacred Heart? Sacred Heart. Was I know it was a Catholic school. It's like Connecticut, yep. somewhere up there in the north. Small Catholic school. Yeah. Yep. Connecticut. I'm driving there tomorrow. Good gosh almighty. Um, let's go to the phones. So if, if the NCAA comes to you, Brian, says bowl ban, what are you doing? Or postseason ban this upcoming season? Are you taking it and getting this thing over with? Or are you going to appeal where... If it if the appeal is not uh, is and you can't get their uh, sentence overturned, you end up if you're Tennessee maybe dragging this into the first playoff season. I want to be free and clear of the first playoff season. I'm saying that on the record right now. If it comes to that and they tell me no bowl no bowl this year, I, I I'm with Sean Sinclair. I make it our mission. I turn this into a mission. Now, do I think it's going to come to that? I don't know. I mean, I would say probably not, but I think there's a chance, and I, I think the NCA is uh, is looking to ex- extract a pound of flesh from Tennessee, in some regard. And the fact that Greg Sankey is there yesterday speaks volumes to well, what Tennessee feels internally that's, about this. That's they don't why it's a walk in the park. I think I think you would fight it if Greg Sankey's in your corner. It depends on who you have in your corner. So Brian, do I don't, you? I don't think he it? would. Yeah, I, I would appeal or, it. I, I definitely you would, would appeal you it. You would appeal it. Okay. Yeah, I would. I'm almost inclined to say let's just get it past us and be rid of the Pruitt era and take Fulmer's box away while we're at it. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five. I'm just you know, the whole thing urinates me off right now. Seeing my school dragged up there yesterday, perp walking as it was, perp walking. Let's go back to the phones. I want to ask the living listener your thoughts on the, the goings on. Let's get the Z in here. Z, what up? Good morning. Hey, to you. Great Thursday. Tony. What's How up, are brother? You, buddy, buddy hey, I'm, 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 it's an hour of power here. I haven't called you in a while because I didn't feel like I had a ton to contribute to the show. But Me the neither. More that... I, don't any, I don't have anything right now. <laughs> Let, let me give you a, let me give you a few things that that let, let me state my argument in my case here and you tell me what you think and I I'd love to hear what Brian has to think on this too. I I think what we're seeing as we're getting some data in over the the past several years and and, and I'm looking at all sports not just one in particular but this year essentially our baseball team we tried to build our team around the portal. We had our pitchers coming back, but really with replacing everybody, we, we didn't have a lot of, if we have any upperclassmen like Connell or, um, the right-handed closer, uh, the, the, the Gator killer, I, I can't think of his name at the moment. Like these guys are all in the pitching staff, but, but yeah, very few the of those. Staff. Yep. Very few of those guys are in the day-to-day lineup. And, I mean, I would say to this point that 
the true freshman in center field has been one of the most consistent players on our entire team um, for the year, uh, maybe followed by Burke. Uh, but as, as far as having that leadership, I, I think what I've begun to realize, and you tell me what you think about this, I think if you're going to build your team on the portal, if you're going to go in and try to get the most talented guys in the portal, and you don't necessarily look at fit, but you just go after talent after talent after talent, I think you have to have a group of guys already on your team that will that have enough clout and enough understanding with no matter who you bring in that this is the way we run our program, and I don't care how great you are, this is the way that we're going to run our program, and you're going to fall in line in this in in this way. I think if you would have brought if you would have brought those guys in last year on last year's team, I think you might have saw a, a different result out of those guys because you had the leadership there. I want to look at basketball, for instance. I think yep. when you had Grant and Admiral leave, and you brought in those two five star freshmen in Springer. And, and Keon, I think the reason that we got the, the bad season that we got is because Jordan Bowden was nowhere near the leader that Grant and Admiral was. I, I think um, if you're going to do that, to me, if you're going to build your team on the portal and go after talent, you have to have some leaders in the clubhouse, you know, on the court, on the field. If, if not, you're going to have, and I'll give this comparison. You tell me what you think. But specifically, if you're going to build your team on the portal, it's a lot trying to build your basketball team with one-and-done freshmen. You might strike gold one year, but most of the time you're going to have absolutely underperforming seasons. Well, let me ask you this for the football fan, right, Tennessee football fan. What does Tennessee football look like without Hendon Hooker? Now, what you That's what I'm saying. We that. struck gold. We struck, struck gold. gold there. That's right. And, and, That's right. And he's more, but more times than not, more times than not in the portal, what you're getting, and I hate to say this, right, you're getting somebody else's problems. Exactly. Right? Now, I mean, now, that's that's kind of what we're seeing, Zay. And that's why in hoops, like I just said about the basketball deal, so few impact. Remember, there's a Shebway, you know, there's a Shebway in the bunch, and you know, Kentucky, he kind of saved Kentucky's bacon for a couple of years and made them sort of watchable. Without him, they're dreadful. Tennessee, though, was in a spot where, and Burke kind of educated me on this, and I went back and looked at it. And, look, I'm leaving Tony alone. I, 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 I feel badly for the way the thing's going, and I'm not going to bother him but with what Burke said, but I was looking at it on my, my own time. The Major League Draft, there were guys last year, that ended up in pro ball, that Tennessee recruited thinking was going to be here this year to help bolster what they're doing. And it happened the last couple of years. Right. When they got hot, everybody said, well, because these guys like them, we're going to grab them. And we're going to draft this guy in the 30th round or whatever it is, and we're going to pay him a little bit of money, and we're going to steal him away from college ball. Now, that's not something that is is uh, unique to Tennessee by any regards. But, you know, these programs in the SEC, it seems like people that know the sport, they go through cycles where 
they just have a couple of years where they just get attacked, and it erodes uh, their roster. And, you know, look, Tennessee went into the portal this year. They, they paid Maui Ahuna really good money, okay? Maui Ahuna, for the money they're paying him, is like a nothing burger. He's a borderline bust for the money they've paid him. I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. But to your point, here's Hendon Hooker, just a scrap heap guy. You know, we, we think about Tennessee up there in Cincinnati, and I want to get your thoughts on what the Vols should do if they get a bad rolling. But Appeal it. Uh, they should, okay. So think about Hooker. Do you think we would have won to the degree we've won if Hendon Hooker didn't show up here? If we just had Joe no, M- no offense to Joe Milton. The answer is no. Not even close. And, I, and, and close. that's why I think that specifically this year, I, I, so looking back over the past year, I think Tennessee athletics went through a very golden age. We came out of basketball that was kind of, eh, give or take, right into that 22 season. If it couldn't get any better, uh, basically no one saw that coming in the baseball era, so to speak, because we were ranked so high in preseason. But then yeah. we come out of that into football season where we're, we're one win away from going into the college football playoff, and no one definitely saw that. And then we come back to basketball, and it's just totally unentertaining. And then this year has totally been unentertaining for, for the baseball and, I, and, and the I baseball think, team's been bad boring. Yep, yep. Bad yeah, boring. I've always said, right, my thing is, in sports, if you want to be bad, be bad. Don't be bad boring. Be, be, you can be bad fun, fun and bad. Fun and bad is a team that puts up a lot of runs, gets beat late, has bad relief pitching. They kind of urinate you off, Z. Uh, you know, fun major league teams score a lot. The teams that don't score and then commit the errors, those are the teams that really, really, really urinate you off. And that's Tennessee baseball right now. That's who they are. I mean, that's who this team is right now. Here's the thing that I think that most people aren't realizing, too, for our baseball team. I think these transfers saw all of the, the, the praise and the notoriety that, I mean, everybody was giving them. I mean, a Twitter blew up. With our team, they ha- I mean, every baseball um, publication had yep. the balls basically right there in the front because they were good for the sport. Whether you hated them yep. or you loved them, they were great for the sport. I yep. think most of the guys that came on Lindsey Nelson this year thought they could put on the uniform, put on the fancy cleats, and, and their, uh, their uh, whatever glove that they designed in – and that they would just automatically have that swagger. But I never heard stories of guys living in the cage this offseason like Jarrell Ortega did last year. I never heard guys talking about how they caught two or 300 balls a day trying to make the, the, the switch to catcher like Evan Russell did. Well, Z, I appreciate you. And I, and I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know that those guys didn't work. I just, I just don't think so far these guys don't have it. Now baseball's fickle and it's crazy, and they can catch lightning, and they still have great pitching, can still get there, do some great things for the years over. But so far they've been maddening and bad boring. I mean that's kind of where they are. 
I mean, getting beat by Tennessee Tech in your building there night by 10 runs or whatever that was is bad boring. By the way, you, you mentioned Ensley in center field. He's a he's a redshirt sophomore. He's a third-year player who had a medical redshirt his first year. Last year, um, uh, in 2022, played sparingly. Uh, and and I mean sparingly. So there you have it. They kind of put him in center field this year, and he's been a revelation. If if things were cooking around him, we'd be talking about him as one of the key players in kind of a, a – he'd be like a firewall guy uh, for them. But the way the season has gone, the last couple series, Hunter Ensley gets lost to that. But he's been a real nice player. 865-200-5402. The proceedings are going on up in Cincinnati. I want to get John Bryce's thoughts on Tennessee. And and I'll, I'll tell you, we've got moles, okay? Nobody's going to talk on the record on this thing. You know, down through the years, though, we, we get pretty good information. I mean, I was telling you Vesco was coming back. He came back. Uh I've been telling you some other things around the Hoops program. They've gone on. In terms of this situation, uh, information's tougher to come by. However, however, few odds and ends are kind of leaking out from up in Cincinnati, and they ought to leak out. It's very important, and inquiring minds want to know. So, I'm going to give you my thoughts on where things are as we head into day two up there. Who I think had a who had a good day, who had a bad day up there yesterday, and Brian Hartman. I I, I just think that it should have been it, it should have been required that Jeremy Pruitt wear his. 2020 season garb when he looked like he looked like um <laughs> he should be shopping in a middle eastern market or something yeah he looked like cletus cletus from the dukes of hazard going to the middle east <laughs> i mean what in the world on that note, on that, note, that was go. our football program <laughs> let's take a short timeout tone and, and we'll get and, and, and how hold. did we find hypo how did we find hypo I mean, think about that. The guy looked like Cletus. Cletus does Syria. I mean, what in the world? We'll come back. I'll give you my thoughts. And get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. 
Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy.
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. You know, the thing about the NCA is, as I welcome you back, they are so highly unpredictable in terms of what they're going to do, but we all have moles, okay? And, and this, is, this is the gist of what I'm getting through one day uh, up there. Um. Boots on the ground, boots on the ground, boots on the ground. I believe the way I would put this right now, and this is through one day, okay, and this could be a two-more-day process, and these things can change, but it's kind of like those of us that follow the body politic or civic issues, and you hear court reporters talking about appearing before the civil, uh, before the Supreme Court. And the, when you're arguing your case, and the way that justices, the way you can kind of tell, at least somewhat, by the questions, the tone and tenor of what's in front of you, and, and you can draw context from the questions that are asked of you. From that regard, and, and in that vein, I believe right now that after day one, Tennessee's sense of what went on yesterday in Cincinnati is that it was a pretty good day for them. Now, there's still more out there. Today's another day. Um, we'll try and get a little peek in. And again, they're not going to let anything leak out. But you do this as long as I've done it. You get to talk to people around it. The sense is the sense is, and by the way, Greg Sankey's still there. So he's uh, he's lending Tennessee a show of support, which should encourage this fan base. I think it's a huge takeaway that he was here. It should encourage this fan base. It should also maybe knock down this concept, and, and I can be prone to it sometimes, that this Obama-centric league, I, I think it's a pretty good show of strength. I think it's a pretty good pull for Tennessee to get him there. He ought to be there. Tennessee's one Tennessee football is one of the top ten brands in the history of the sport. And damn it, he should be there. And it's a cash cow for the league right now. Yeah. I with mean, the season they just had. There. Yeah. I mean how many uh how many four million view games did Tennessee have last year? A bunch of them. So he should be there. The person that did not have a good day yesterday was uh, one <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy <laughs> Pruitt. He did not have a good day yesterday. Now, I, that's again. You got to consider sources here. I, I'm talking to the Tennessee side of things. They don't feel like it was a terribly injurious day to them in day one. They think that uh, 
Pruitt is about to get screwed, tattooed, and barbecued. Poor guy. I mean, what a clown. No offense, Tom. And here's the other thing. Leave him alone. Let him go, coach. I mean, we're in a different era now. What are you talking about? $6,000 of cash and prizes? I mean, that's what they traced. Who knows how much money was involved in the deal. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I mean, who got hurt? You know? What are we doing here? But that's where we are. So my question for you is, and again, there's still, there were hopes inside Tennessee that, hey, we'll, we'll get through this in one day and we'll all get to go back and live our lives and then get past this thing. They're still there. So today could turn out to be a totally different day. Through day one, Tennessee doesn't feel like it was um, a terrible day for them. That's probably pretty pretty good day also. Uh, I mean, it's never a good day when you're in front of them. Go to Richie and Holly who have been holding on. Uh, okay, Brian, I got, I got the concept here, buddy. Let's get Holly in here. Holly, welcome in. Appreciate you calling hey, today. Welcome. Guy. Really enjoyed the funny stuff y'all been saying, but I wanted to talk about the serious stuff, about the NCAA stuff. Um, I have actually, in the last week or so, I was kind of concerned about it all, so I went back and read the the brief that UT submitted to the NCAA, and it's about 100 pages, and there's, honestly, there's not a lot there. I mean, it. of course, there was rule-breaking, but, you know, there was, I kept thinking, when am I going to get to the big stuff, the really, really big stuff, and I never felt like I got to that, and um, so, and, and then I also saw where everything that we said we did, we self-disciplined for what we did. I'm biased. I thought it was pretty reasonable. And so I'm wondering if, if Tennessee had to move forward with the hearing because they still didn't know kind of what Pruitt's brief said because the NCAA would not release his brief. Um, they said that it was some protection something right they were happy to re- release UTs but not his and so I'm wondering if you know that question mark on his brief his rebuttal what he's going to say they just had to make sure that he was in check and so then maybe this committee by the NCAA had to drill down on the thing that the, the bottom line thing which was the institutional oversight versus failure to monitor and from what i read institutional oversight is really a big deal um it's a bad violation but failure to monitor is much less and so you know it looks like to me if we got a penalty the failure to monitor is what we're going for so then i went over and i looked at the ut athletic staff chart it's been a long time since I've been to school there, and obviously things have exploded and grown and all. And so I was looking, I thought, well, okay, if the athletic director at the time, Coach Fulmer, uh, had failure to monitor, let's see what his staff looks like. So I looked at it. At the minimum, if you look at Danny White's, and I'm sure it's similar, uh, there's at least 20 direct reports to the athletic director. 
and there's probably two to three hundred staff members, maybe more, in the athletic department. That was just kind of a guess on my part. So my question is, uh, oh, and we have this big, nice uh, compliance department as well that has direct report to to athletic director. So my question is, how could the NCAA expect any one human being, whether it's Danny White, whether it's Bill Fulmer, whether it's me, to be on top of every tiny little potential violation that somebody that somewhere might do that's against, you know, recruiting uh, rules. So I just don't see how they've gotten that case because from everything I read, we jumped on it like crazy and tried to do everything good. In fact, reported things that the NCAA didn't even find. So I don't see where they have much to stand on for further, um, you know, for, further punishment. And I kind of think maybe that's why Greg Sankey might be there. It's like, look, you can't, you can't do this. You can't just keep on hounding these people when they're doing exactly what you said they should do in your bylaws and stuff forth. And so my last question to you is, does anybody recall, do we know if somebody went straight to our chancellor's office to, to report the problems, did they skip the athletic director's office or our compliance department? Do we know how that happened? Because I'm wondering if that's where the Yeah, yeah. Is. Now, I'll tell you this. The, the first tip that they got came from somebody in the recruiting office. The genesis of, the, of how this came to came to be was basically a whistleblower, I believe, who went to Donde Plowman and said, "Hey, this is what's going on." And that so was, this person didn't go to the compliance department. No, I, no, I, no, I don't know. I don't know if they went to compliance, but I do know it ended up on her doorstep, inevitably, or ultimately. I don't know what the steps in the process were, but I do know this person uh, ended up going very boldly, by the way, which that that when you do that, Holly, what you're doing is you're taking yourself out of that profession. Like we talked about this. Oh, yesterday. absolutely. And, and that's the weird well, thing about we it, that people that blow whistles, right, should be seen as like honorable people. But in their world. You're seen as a snitch, and you're going to get a stitch, and so yeah. Um, and and so that kind of is what occurred. And I think what happened with Tennessee, if you look back on it, I think they looked at Pruitt and they said, you know, this guy's just not good, and this whole thing's just not working, and we're not going to pay him a dime on the way out. So let's just take our medicine, and we'll get out of here, and. Tennessee really felt like Holly, which is the strangest thing about this, is they thought this thing, uh, going into last season, they thought this thing was kind of over. And they sat down with the NCA, and the NCA started, this is my understanding, kind of crazy talking. And they were like, wait a second here, like you just said, we invited you in, we uncovered a couple of things that you didn't even see. I mean... We told in ourselves beyond, like if, if you're a parent 
which as parent, I used to tell my kids, look, I love you, I appreciate you. Don't tell us everything. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> Holly, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, and, and anyway, the parent knows this is a case, and then, and then invariably, like, our kids are in their 20s, so they sit around now and tell stories, and me and Laura are covering our ears going, I, we don't want to hear that. I mean, I don't want to hear the things you got away with. And it's kind of... It's kind of that way. You would think they would give Tennessee the ultimate grace. The bottom line, Holly, is Tennessee shouldn't be up there today. They should not be in that spot today. But that's how flawed and that's how screwed up this whole thing is. And by the way, it is flawed and it is screwed up, to your point. Well, I don't disagree with you on that. I do believe that. But... I also, just common sense, and of course, you know, I don't know how much common sense is in this world for certain oversight bodies, but anyway, I don't, I just don't understand, and in this day and age when, you know, we find out everything, like you say, you have some moles that might tell you something, I just keep wondering if they think that, that, um, Pruitt's got some little thing he's going to drop and say, well, this didn't happen and this, this, that, and other, because he's clearly guilty. He's even admitted, he even admitted, I thought there was all this McDonald's bags going on. It wasn't. It was a Chick-fil-A bag. Chick-fil-A, yep. He put cash in it and on campus walked out of his office and gave it to this woman, I guess, a, a parent of a, of, a, of a student or of a So great. Recruit. It's so great. And I'm so he for gave that. It to her, and then when he, they talked to him about it, he said, yes, I thought it was the right thing, the humane thing to do. And I'm like, what? I, I mean, it was crazy making to me when I was reading that it was the humane thing humane. to do. And then yep. his wife continued to pay the car payment on the car that she made payments on after the jig was up and after they were uh, notified that things were, they got caught. She continued paying it for several that's months. That's nice. Now, that's nice, right? So they took care of a that's kid stupid. after the fact. Oh, well, I guess that's, that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> It's actually generous, you know? I mean, if you kind of stop and think about it, okay, you're caught. The jig is up. But you got a kid out there that's got a car, and we're just going to continue to make the car payments for him. I mean, in a lot of ways, I guess that's kind of, she was doing a nice deed. I mean, look, if you're going to do it, do it, Holly, you know? But you are right. He did it. He did. He did it. Thank you, Holly. So what are we going to do here At at the end of this thing? Appeal, appeal, appeal. Thank you, Holly. Great talking to you. So we're not going to get it behind us. I want to get it behind me. I don't know whether that makes any sense or not, but Cinco said a couple weeks ago, look, I don't want this thing blowing back into 2020. I don't want it affecting another recruiting class. I want this damn thing over with. Richie, hello. Welcome in. Hey, Tony. Hey, Brian. How you guys doing? Good morning to you, Richie, on a day where John Adams' absence is presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, you kind of mentioned it, you know, before. 
And and I don't, you know, Sankey being there doesn't make me feel either way. I think some people are like, well, that's a positive thing. He's batting for UT. I mean, again, I don't know what's being said, but if I'm Jeremy Pruitt and I'm there, the only, you know, defenses he has are incompetence, which he could certainly say that, but I don't think that's going to get him very far. Um, that, you know, he didn't have any knowledge of anything or that there was a culture of this problem at Tennessee before, you know, this happened. And, you know, how does Tennessee respond to that if that's his, what he's saying? Well, I mean, the natural response would be, well, no, this is a Jeremy Pruitt problem. This isn't a Tennessee problem. And if it's a Jeremy Pruitt problem, then it's not something he started at Tennessee. Well, where was he before? So I, I mean, I'm not, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, you know, again, while I, I think the, the outcome that Sankey wants is for Tennessee to get out, uh, unscathed or relatively unscathed. But I think the last thing that he wants is Tennessee, you know, Jeremy Pruitt to point the finger at Tennessee and Tennessee to point the finger back. Well, the thing that's, that's a good point. So, I, mean, cause, I mean, I think he's there yeah, to protect Tennessee, yeah. yes. But I also think he's there to protect Alabama, and I also think he's there to protect Georgia. And See, that's kind of interesting. Because he worked there, so, and he may have done the same exact things there. Oh, you're right. I mean, he could – here's the thing about it, though. Jerry Pruitt is probably, by the world standards, a pretty wealthy guy, okay, uh, if he saved his money. He made a couple million dollars as a coordinator, you know, before his days at Tennessee, and I'm sure he's got some money in his pocket. If he wants to work again in college football, and I don't care what area you're in, what system you're in, Richie, he cannot go in there and point fingers at Tennessee. Now, he can try. Really, his best bet is just to go in there and take it and just take it and take it and hope they don't give him a 10-year show cause like they did Donnie Tyndall, which they might do. He, my understanding on the first day is he got hammered in that room. Now, today Tennessee could get hammered, to your point. Pruitt could, and his people could, and the NCAA could turn around and go, well, okay, first yesterday was about him. Today's about I don't know this to be the case, but anything can happen. To your point, though, and I think this is an overarching theme here, is that even today in the culture that we're in, there are things in the NIL world that are still kind of out of bounds. There are still rules that are being violated, laws that are being broken, because we're human beings, Richie, and it's kind of like a dog on a chain. You put a dog on a chain, and he's going to burn the end of the chain. He's going to burn a path right at the end of the chain. He's going to walk right to the end of it, because that's what we all do. You know, you, we, and then we'll tell ourselves, oh, we're not breaking the rule. Well, you're living in the gray area. You're over there. You're kind of way on the other side of it, but have it your way. Okay, you're not breaking a rule. Uh, and so Pruitt can't, I don't think, go in there and go, hey, Fulmer made me do this. Fulmer, this was Fulmer's idea. I know he wants to do that. If he does that, he never works again. That's my sense of it. 
Nobody ever well, hires him again. But the thing is, I mean, as an attorney, as an advocate, for some, you know, you can't control your clients. When ultimately what they want to go, what they want to say and what they want to do goes, you can advise them as much as you want to. And you can tell them this is the dumbest thing you can do and this is the last thing you want to do and here's why you shouldn't do it. But there are some people, and it's not necessarily always station or gender or race or even, you know, education level, that want to find everything and yeah, never think they right. do anything wrong. And, and I don't know and, and him he that could well have to know if that's his personality he, or not. Well, he could have some redneck in him, to your point. Like Josh says, that Scotch-Irish thing where, hey, I know I'm wrong here, but you're still getting your ass whipped. Like, we're going to yeah, fight. And, I know I'm wrong, but I'm still going to, I'm still going to, I'm going to go down here. And, and it might be that day one was so bad for him that he might walk in there and go, you know what? They're going to throw an absolute 10-year choke. I'm going to hammer Tennessee today. That could, that's possible. I mean, any of that's on the table. I'm telling you this, though. If he goes in there with all guns ablazing on Tennessee, he will not work in college football again because nobody wants a snitch in their deal. Nobody. And that's how it works. Nobody wants a snitch. Nobody wants a snitch. And nobody wants a snitch. Yeah. It, it, you know, we're, we've talking about NL, NIL thing in baseball. You know, I just yeah. think this is going to be kind of par for the – we're just going to have to accept the fact that some years you're going to get guys. And you see it in free agency in baseball all the time. Yeah. Where, you know, a guy will be hitting 30 homers and batting 300. And uh, Adrian Beltre was like the perfect example. Every time he had a contract year, he would put up like, you know, all, Hall of Fame numbers. And then he'd yep. get traded or get a new contract with somebody else and just be awful for the next few years. And then he'd have a contract here. And sometimes just changing locations just changes players. And I think you're yep. seeing that with the baseball team right now. When you play in these NIL waters, I mean, this is what's going to happen. And when that's a third of your lineup, and let's say you just strike out, you know, for lack of a better term, on all your players. All three. That's right. Which, it, which it just they happened. Did. I, mean, I, right. I think that's just what happened. Yeah. Is they got uh, three you know, or four uh, guys and to, like, they're, and well, they're just not point, good. Ahuna was a thought to be a first round pick, right? And thought to be the cat's meow. And we all thought he was going to be an incredible, you know, player, shortstop, dynamic, all this stuff. And he's none of it. Now, he's okay. He's hitting two seventy or whatever. Uh, he's all right. Uh, to use a Jeremy Pruitt term, the truth is. This has to be a miserable experience for him. And has he damaged himself? I don't know, draft-wise. But you would think, to, back to your point, if anything, this would have been his Adrian Beltre money year where he would have come into the SEC motivated, wanting to prove, hey, I can do it at that level. I did it over there. I will absolutely do it at this level. I will show everybody involved that I'm one of the ten best players in the country. And... It just has not. He looks half asleep. I mean, it just not happened for him. And I'm not. And people say, "Well, he's hurt." He's he looks asleep, like a guy might. And the uh, we got a correspondent today on the website, and he the guy said the guy looks like he's half asleep. And I think that's accurate. I think that guy looks that guy looks very sleepy. But uh, listen, I appreciate you. Thank you. Great talking to you. Thanks, hour guys. number two. Yes, sir. Hour number two on the radio after this. We will be joined by John Bryce, who will break this thing down scientifically 
and and by the way, Celtic Jury said, Tony, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go around talking about Pruitt's wealth. I mean, he's been seen at these poker tournaments. So, and if he's a, if he's any, uh, <laughs> you think he wears Brian that thing to the when he's sitting there at poker, so nobody can read his face. That uh, that Hajib thing. <laughs> More on the other side after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
the NASCAR Cup Series. Here they come, making their way now through the triable. Speed begins to pick up. Short track swing is over. Now there's a problem. Oh, and a crash in turn number four. Three cars involved. One of them was Daniel Hemrick. Which means it's time for Super Speedway Racing in Alabama. Bubba Wallace into the wall, steaming to the line. Ross Chastain will win. It's the Geico 500. Sunday, April 23rd at 1 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want grounded? A1 Tree Trimming and Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg. They also service surrounding Middle Tennessee. We are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-993-5441 or check us out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Footballscoop.com's John Bryce now joining us on the program. Tony B. back with you, breaking it down scientifically with him. It's unbelievable, Bryce. Uh, We need to do this more. I miss you, miss you, miss you on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Presented by our friends at TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. John Bryce, day one, up in uh, the Queen City, in the books. And Jeremy Pruitt there, no question, uh, no doubt about it, butchering the King's English. As I bring you in, and I hope you've had a, um, a wonderful day thus far, your thoughts on where we're heading here, Tennessee and the NCAA. You know, again, I made this comment on, on WBR this week, Tony. I think there's a surprise that Tennessee has to be at this hearing, that, that Tennessee um, has to be at this hearing not knowing its fate um, because the NCA did not accept Tennessee's proposed set of negotiated resolutions, and that included a pretty large number, double-digit number of cut scholarships. And, of course, some of those were going to be um, – back counted in terms of ones that were not used, utilized in Josh Heupel's first year. There were significant uh, reductions to some recruiting components, be that off-campus visits, be that uh, curtailing some of the visits on campus, and then there was a significant financial penalty. Um, and so uh, the one thing not there was, was that Tennessee never self-imposed any sort of postseason ban, uh, played for and went to a bowl in that 2021 season. Uh, but again, Tennessee had put forth some significant elements as part of its negotiated resolution. Those were not accepted. So I think, I think there's a, a surprise that Tennessee didn't get those accepted, especially, uh, as much as the volunteer athletic department spent on legal fees. And that's where we are today, Tony. Well, and that's an interesting thing, right? Because really this should be Jeremy Pruitt up there, right? And it should be, what is he facing? How long's his show cause going to be? And, you know, you deal with so many coaches around the country, Tennessee and Pruitt to some extent. They almost feel like marijuana became legal uh, a month ago, but we're living under the old laws, and we, we're the last people that got caught with like 400 pounds of it, you know? It's very, yeah, it's yeah, very like, strange like what's going on here. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, that, that, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great analogy, Tony, and, and you're right. And that's why um, on another element of Tennessee from, from some people I've talked to, 
uh, on campus. Tennessee had then hoped that this hearing wouldn't be until July because there are even more rule changes that the NCAA will have enacted by July that would um, make its case against Tennessee look even less compelling because of how much the sport has evolved since Jeremy Pruitt and company got in so much trouble. Um, but again, the negotiated resolution not accepted and then Tennessee's requested timeline on things not accepted were just, a, I think, a couple of ways of the NCAA saying, no, we're going to bring this to a head and we're going to do it right now on our terms. So we've had some talk on here in the first hour as we've thought about what's going on up there in Cincinnati, and nobody truly knows, but my understanding is that Pruitt got absolutely hammered yesterday, and Tennessee feels pretty good about day one. So if that is, in fact, the case, and you know Pruitt, and you know the coaching profession, is there a danger today that at some point or in this process that he just becomes desperate and just says, okay, I'm going to implicate this person, that person. I'm just not going to let Tennessee walk away here and let me be the absolute villain and risk some lengthy show cause. Or do you think, John, inevitably he takes his medicine and just goes on with it because he wants to coach in college sports? I think if he was willing to take his medicine, Tony, he would have um, negotiated a uh, penalty and accepted it sooner than now and and um and been ready to truly put this behind him and, and keep moving forward i think that he's probably chagrined that all of this kept him from uh having a legitimate shot of rejoining the alabama staff this spring when those openings came about and i'm told by multiple people that um there's a good chance jeremy Pruitt would have been hired back to alabama had this cloud not been hanging over his head uh so yeah i I tend to agree with you that um nothing about his behavior to this point nothing about his strategy to this point has indicated that he's willing to accept anything or has indicated that he wouldn't potentially point the finger um at anyone and everyone that he could and matter of fact i've spoken with people this week and people on campus this week who think that's exactly the strategy that um it's bethany gunn pointing the finger at everyone possible but jeremy pruitt and i i know throughout this whole process it's been jeremy pruitt trying to get other people to say oh no i didn't know anything coach didn't know anything about it this was all on me or this was all on assistant coach x or this was all on player personnel director y or recruiting director campus recruiting director x um jeremy pruitt to this point i haven't had anyone indicate to me he's accepted any culpability in this John, could he, and I know your time's tight, if he goes in there and points a finger, say, at Fulmer and tries to really dirty him and soil him, which when you get desperate, anything's possible. Get your feelings involved. Even when you're sitting with an attorney, anything's possible. We're human beings. If he does that, if he tries to drag Tennessee into the mud with him, my, and I said this right in the last segment, my sense is at that point he'll never work again because n- even today – Nobody wants a snitch in their organization. That's been the way college sports have been down through time. Has it changed now with the NIL, or do you still think that we are still operating with these football coaches that love loyalty above all else? Loyalty is um, very much a key. I would say that the um, 
onset of the NIL era probably erodes some of that loyalty in head coaches' minds, especially um, if what Pruitt and company were doing truly would have been allowable uh, or somewhat allowable, at least in a true gray area instead of uh, in a very clear-cut black-and-white area. Uh, in this modern version of college athletics, so I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be prepared to say that um, he would never get a job again. Um, but if, if he went in there and pointed the finger, um, because that that would be little more than being a whistleblower on an entire organizational element. At that point, it's the same point we're at right now, and it's his word against their word. And um, so again, with, without being in the room without hearing and seeing all the evidence, we don't know. Maybe Jeremy Pruitt did have some sort of uh, help, or maybe he did have a deliberate blind eye turned um, by someone above him. We don't know that. I'll say this. I've, I've wondered if the NCA perhaps decided not to accept Tennessee's negotiated resolution because of the fact that um, they made it clear that they fired Jeremy Pruitt and company but they stuck by the line that Philip Fulmer retired and they paid him almost a million dollars to retire on the same day that they got rid of Jeremy Pruitt. And so I've just wondered about that because we all know that uh, that was semantics to say it was a retirement. Um, so I just think there's a number of things that play here. Uh, Tony, I will tell you this. I'm not sure. Um, I read some of the reports from people there uh, in the hotel lobby yesterday. I haven't caught up this morning. Uh, but I know from people, from talking to people on campus, that uh, Josh Heifel was dialed into those hearings yesterday via Zoom. Uh, he was among them, and um, I think that's significant that he's he's dialed in and keeping tabs on things, uh, along with all the people who were physically there. Um, and there were multiple other people um, participating in those hearings via Zoom, so I think that's very interesting. And there were um, specific former players referenced and their testimony referenced in that Zoom yesterday. Um, there were a number of things. Uh, even talking about parking privileges on campus that were addressed yesterday. So I find some of those elements very interesting, Tony. Anything else that you found interesting that you've heard uh, kind of uh, leaking out or things around the periphery as we talk with Football Scoop's own John Bryce? No. You know, again, the the main thing is um, Pruitt is fighting because um, he needs to work, and he wants to work. It's his whole existence. Um, Derek Ansley is fighting based on the people I've talked to because he feels like he really didn't do anything wrong and that, the, quote, the NCAA doesn't have anything on him. Um, and so I think that's that's part of it. There's, there's, again, a number of people participating via Zoom, and then uh, it was it indicated to me that if Tennessee escapes a, um, a postseason uh, bowl ban, which was what was most concerning since that's still technically on the table because negotiated resolutions were not accepted. So that's technically still on the table. Aside from that, um, then they're just talking about it would be a significant, significant fine uh, that UT Athletics would have to pay in addition to some of those recruiting and scholarship penalties. John Bryce, you're the man. If folks want to interact with you, how do they do so? And how do they find your work? And I appreciate you, my brother. Yeah, Tony, you're you're a real one, and um, you're a consistent one, and I appreciate the heck out of both of those elements. Um, always on Twitter at John D. Bryce one, and um, tons of work at FootballScoop.com. Yeah, I'm a real one, all right, Bryce. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what I am 
But I appreciate you, brother. I'll love you, man. Thank you, John Bryce. See you, buddy. You're a friend. Be well, brother. Be well. So Bryce and I have a difference of opinion. Bryce says that uh, Jeremy Pruitt could walk in there, guns blazing on Tennessee, and it's a different age. These coaches don't think like they once did. Interesting. I'll say this for Bryce. He deals a lot more coaches than I do. That's his deal. That, that is his deal, to get on the phone and to cultivate connections with coaches and, and, and dig up stories. Inside, inside athletic programs and football programs, specifically all over the country. So, hey, interesting appearance from John Bryce. 865-200-5402. We'll come back on the other side. Um, I'd like to hear from you, your thoughts on what Bryce had to say. Also, I... I want to visit what the NBA is doing. This uh, proposed in-season basketball tournament modeled after what's going on. And, Brian, you're going to have to fill this in for me. We had one of our soccer guys on yesterday. but Really, this is borrowed from Adam Silver. Who looked tan, rested, and ready, by the way, last time I saw him. Adam Silver um, deciding that we need to model something after what Europe does with their Champions League and, and have other things going on concurrent with our season. And it's just kind of interesting to me. I just thought we'd talk about it a little on the air and see if you have a thought on it. And can college basketball, can they dovetail on this? Is there something they could do? And don't give me these goofy tournaments around the, around the, uh, around uh, Thanksgiving. It's not what I'm talking about. Talking about something that's just sort of interesting. Called would... Maury's Tournament Goofy? Maury uh, Hanks? Maury. I think all those tournaments are pretty goofy. Now, I'll say this. Tennessee's going to be involved with one next year, Bry, that has more juice in it than the Elite Eight did this year. Are they going to Maui? Maui Zowie. Next year, did I see that right? I think that's right. Home of Maui Ahuna. And no less. I don't remember the teams that are supposed to be there with them. but Oh, look it up. I did see that we're going to Maui. Look it up. As the great Titans Bill likes to say, look it up. 865-200-5402. By the way, Titans Bill, I just uh, read this morning something that came up on my phone feed. It might have been because Titans Bill talks about her so much. but uh, And Margaret still rides her motorcycle at the age of 82. She still gets on her Harley, which is adorned with daisies all over it. And she rides her Harley every single day. 82 years of age. God bless her. Come back on the other side, 865-200-5402. Tons to talk about. 
including Tennessee's latest basketball commitment, as we had a gentleman uh, jump in earlier. And then if you're Tennessee at the end of this, and, and like Bryce, they didn't think they'd be in this room right now. Is anything going to happen? I don't think it was bad yesterday for them. They don't think it was bad now. We might get a different report. Might get something different tonight. And if we do, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. It was bad for Pruitt yesterday. And the sense is even he realizes, hey, um, I'm kind of the one that's, I'm kind of the one that's on trial in here. And he kind of should be. We'll come back, 865-200-5402. I thank John Bryce for appearing on your TLD Logistics uh, guest line. As my friends at TLD Logistics, ladies and germs, I do want to say, so much more than a trucking company. They do everything. Whatever your challenge is relating to shipping, call TLD and help and, and let them figure it out from there because they're going to let it. They will figure it out from there. Online at TLDlogistics.com. The Tony Basilio Show continues on a Thursday after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. It is that time of week. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. Miles, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You always have some great specials for us. So what do you got for us this week? Well, this week we have T-Bone Steak, $4.99 a pound, Bomas Pork Chop, Family Packs, $2.99 a pound, Green Cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound, 24-pack Deer Park Spring Water, 2 for 10 and Coca-Cola 6-packs, 3 for $10. Fantastic. And these run all the way through next Tuesday. Uh, and I know you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there in West 7. So, Miles, we thank you. We appreciate you. The, your staff is amazing. Just so you know, every time I come in, they're very friendly. So I definitely appreciate it, and so does our customers. So you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony B. back with you, 865-200-5402. Congratulations on Knoxville's own <clears throat> Spencer Strider. Second Braves pitcher ever to strike out nine consecutive batters or more in eight consecutive regular season starts. The only other member of the Braves organization to ever do that, Brian, is, what do you think? Um, he struck out nine over six yesterday. Again, Spencer Strider of Knoxville is, is the second Braves pitcher ever to strike out nine batters or more in eight consecutive regular season starts. Is it John Smoltz? Boom. Oh. Brian. I was going to say either him or Glavin. 
and I thought Glavin at first, and then I thought, well, it might be Smolsey. Yep. That was a guess. I didn't know that, but that was just a guess. It is. I figured it was one of the big three. Smolsey and Strider. Uh, the Braves lost one nothing yesterday, by the way, which one nothing losses are just horrible. Well, they they only gave up what two runs in that entire three game series against San Diego, so that, that's my god, that's pretty good. And they they didn't sweep it, but two out of three is what you always want, at least. And San Diego is getting so little out of their high priced baseball team. It's really interesting. I mean, they just continue to buy, 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 buy. And they continue to be okay. Well, hopefully somebody takes the Dodgers' toys from them because I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of seeing them. I'm kind of getting tired of seeing the Dodgers and Astros. No offense, Dixie, every year. It'd be nice to mix it up a little bit. You know the problem with the Dodgers, though, Brian? Their one world championship came during COVID. years occurred during COVID. It's kind of like the Lakers. And, and as sports fans, we have to say this, right? It was great that we kept sports alive back in 2020 because it was like being in the twilight zone without sports. But now that we're a few years past that, can we not all say as a radio family that the Los Angeles Lakers didn't win a world championship? They, they were on uh, last night on TNT talking about how Anthony Davis led him to the world championship in 2020. And my brother looked at me and said, and he's right. Are they claiming that? I mean, is that, <laughs> like, is that a really a world championship? You went down in the bubble and you, but kind of won a tournament. I do agree, but then again, I'll say this: if the Celtics had won it, who's to say I wouldn't have claimed that too? If the Sixers had won it, would you have claimed it? Fair to ask. The answer is no. I would not have claimed it. You didn't play a season. They just showed up down there. Well, they've they've been prone to have a lot of injuries with Davis, especially. I think all that time off helped him. Well, of course. That's that certainly. I don't know that they would have won it if they had gone through the normal season. That is the point because the best ability is availability, and so my point is when you start talking about the, the. fakers the hollywood fakers the truth is that if they want to claim a championship there that's kind of sad with all the championships they've had but that's the lebron james era there because he has been a horrible gm although i will say their team right now with this hachimata guy playing the way he is rudy hachimata is Balling for didn't, them. Didn't he Balling. ball out in that game, Schofield, when Tennessee played Gonzaga that year? Wasn't you he their best player? It. Buddy, there was some unbelievable talent on the floor that day. That was high level. High level and college basketball. Speaking, might, be my favorite, might be my favorite Tennessee basketball game ever. Speaking of high level, the Maui Invitational in 2023 includes these teams, the Vols. They include, include UCLA. Boom. Syracuse. Bang. Purdue. Beam. Marquette, Bang. Kansas, and Gonzaga, Bunga. plus, Pep, plus uh, uh, who is that team? Chaminade. Chaminade, the Silver Sword. And it seems like Tennessee and Kansas are in some kind of tournament together just about every year. And we beat them every year. But if we played them in March, what would happen? Go ahead. Tell me. 
I want to know. Well, they, they did play Duke in March once, and they're, they're undefeated. Inquiring minds want to know Matt, so. Matt Dixon. Inquiring yeah. minds want to know Matt Dixon. Matt Dixon soiled me with his uh, bitterness towards Coach Bonds. But let's, uh, without further ado, jump back to the phone. So I will get into this, uh, what the NBA is talking about doing, because I'm not sure I understand it now that I'm on the plethopith of discussing it. But let's go without but that's never stopped me before. Isn't that right to our next caller? It's never stopped me before not knowing some, uh, understanding something and then talking that's to that right. That's right. That's right, Tony. Isn't that's that right, right to my next caller? Do you find that to be an accurate description of this program on a day-in, yes, day-out yes, basis? Yes, Tony, yes. Okay. Exactly. Hey, Tony, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little game of Did You Know? Did you know that Anne Margaret no. Starred in a movie that also starred Joe Namath and it involved motorcycles. And you know what that movie was called? C.C. and Easy Company. Rider. Easy Rider. No, no C.C. and Company. C.C. and Company, and I'll bet that is an unfortunate turn of cinema. Yes or no? Uh, uh, I, I would have to say uh, no. Was it a good movie? It was a good movie. Or an unfortunate turn of cinema. There was that one scene where Joe Namath won a fight with uh, with the head of the of this mo- this motorcycle gang. Joe and Namath also like toward fought, the end, he fought a whole he fought a whole motorcycle gang and won the fight. Yeah, just one, just the leader of that gang. Oh. And, Brian, and him and so Ann Margaret fell madly in love. Bill, what do you think of Titans Bills? I mean, uh, Brian, what do you think of Bill's call right now? In your humble opinion, give it a give it a letter grade. Bill. I uh, like the retro Man, TV man. guide that we get. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty pretty cool. Okay, Tony. Getting back to this little ordeal that's going on in Cincinnati, which my dad would call used to call Cincinnati. Um, That's right, Cincinnati. Um, Tony, if there's UT is going to win this gunfight at the OK Corral, and the NCAA is going to be filled with so much holes, they're going to end up looking like a piece of Swiss cheese when it's done. See, I don't think it, that's the. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I don't think you're up there trying to. Uh, injure the NCAA. You're Tennessee. You're just trying to get out of there and get on with the show. That's all you want. Well, the NCAA is corrupt, Tony, and they need to be investigated. But when is it going to happen? Never. To that will be the fifth of never. Yeah. But they always they always get away with murder, and that's a fact with a capital F, my good Christian friend. Well, they just choose their winners. And if you know that going in, then you know what, you, you kind of know what you're dealing with. But they just sort of, they just sort of choose their winners. That's who the NCAA is. They, they, they are allowed to sit there and choose their winners. And if they decide they're going to excoriate you, 
and rip you apart and give you a postseason ban, then they'll do that to you. And they're left to their own whims by their by their member institutions who've empowered them. See, that's the thing that we forget is the NCA. It's not they're not the federal government, but they kind of are because we give the power to the federal government, and the power given to the NCA is given to them by their member institutions. That's who they are. That's who the NCA is. They are their member institutions. Well. The way way I look at it, I still do believe that we're going to come out of this in flying colors. There's not going to be no bowl band. It's like what a lot of people is going to think. I hope you're right. I, I, I really do believe that both Plowman, Boyd, and White is going to come out of there with a humongous smile on their face. And the NCAA and Fulmer and Pruitt is going to come out with egg on their faces. Enough said on that. Anything else for us today? Speaking of the enough said uh, avenue, Bill, do you have anything, any other words of wisdom for us? Well, um, I, you know, I can't, I can't think of one, but um, there's, there's one lady that I have kind of a bit of a crush on. I just have a 10% crush on her. She 10%. works for the NFL Network, and her name is Cynthia Freeland. Very attractive Brian, have you, woman. Brian, have you seen Cynthia Freeland with the NFL Network? Do you have any idea what Billy's talking about? Um, I don't remember. All right. Nothing stands she out. Kind of style, she styles her hair like Farrah, like, like the late Farrah Fawcett. Hmm. Billy, uh, incredible phone call out of you today. I hope you have a Dwight Gooden. Take care, buddy. Right. Rona me. So the NBA's going to have an in-season tournament coming up this year. Adam Silver has let the cat out of the bag of what he's thinking. The players are going to be wearing different uniforms than what they usually wear. Maybe the court's going to look different. You know, we're going to make it feel like not just another regular season game. The final four is going to be played at a neutral site. Regular season games are going to count as cup games, which will run through November. The initial round of the tournament, there will be a knockout round, then pool play, ultimately ending up ending with four teams remaining. That will be the end of the tournament, he said. We'll go to a neutral site and do that. This will take place in November and December of the season. The idea here is to create new games of consequence during our regular season. We are taking a page from European soccer where they play for multiple cups throughout the season. We're taking nothing away from the Larry O'Brien trophy, the ultimate goal of winning a championship. But we're going to create another competition within the season that becomes meaningful. And there's a recognition that traditions are not built overnight. Just He said, just as the play-in tournament has had significant value. Brian, do you think that play-in tournament has significant value? 
besides two degenerates it's, like well, Nashville Lee? It gives TV something to put on. Okay, so the answer is no. Yeah, that's... I, it, except for Nashville Lee, that play-in tournament is Drek. But who am I to speak? I watch know, USFL. The, so. the Celtics got benefited because they didn't have to face the Heat. And Jimmy Butler in the first round, they got Atlanta. Okay. That's okay. that's Gen- one good thing that came out of it. Much okay. easier matchup. Just as with the play-in tournament, I think this cup tournament will add value as well. Fans are going to be intrigued by this. Brian, I think a a, a knockout round thing in the NBA, a one-and-done tournament-type format, I've always thought that would be interesting to see the NBA do that. Just to see what would happen. I, I like back when the NBA had a best-of-five first-round series. It put more pressure on the, games, the home team in game one and two. And... It would definitely spice up November because I'll be uh, in December because I'll be honest, I don't really get that excited about the Christ- the big Christmas Day lineup that they put out. Nope. Unless you know, I I don't even I don't even really get that into the, if the Celtics are in it, which they usually are. I, I don't you know I kind of casually look at it from time to time, but it's not like you know not like not not, not like now. It just doesn't. Yeah, it, it's, it's never really about, moved my well, needle. Well, so this would be silver. Silver talks about the NBA players who are, as a group of people, I'm not knocking them. They work hard and they're great athletes, but the regular season to them is just a grind. They don't even all, they don't all play 82 games. I mean, they they have to have maintenance days. It's a joke. And. What's bad is somebody has bought tickets somewhere to see, like, say, a LeBron play, and then he decides that, well, they paid good money for those tickets, but he decides he's going to take a rest day, and so they don't get to right. their tickets. Is but if cheaper. somebody did that to King James, if somebody did that to King James, he would snap out. But back to the point here. Silver said that I think in particular it was interesting we started talking about to our players about this several years ago, part of the initial reaction from players was, why would we care? It's interesting with getting close to a third of our players who were now born outside the United States. Let me say that one more time. Almost a third of the guys, and that number's rising, almost a third of the guys that play in the NBA were born outside the U.S. And and do not ever 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 forget that to to adam silver china is a lot more important than our country don't ever and ever forget that they're don't star players ever, too don't oh yeah the stars are european guys don't ever ever forget that the nba is all about this global deal and they've done it they've exported basketball around the world and 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 they're a huge winner but moving along, he said it's interesting with close to our third of our players now being born outside the U.S. They're very familiar with the cup notion from European soccer and soccer tournaments elsewhere in the world. And I think they'll adapt to it very quickly. And I think, quite frankly, our American players have come along with the idea. Many colleges, aside from the NCAA, hold holiday tournaments and other things like that. The concept isn't different. But as I said, there's work to do in terms of finalizing exactly how this is going to be presented to the fans. And I'm excited that it is a significant new provision in our relationship with the players. Here's the deal, though. 
on this, it's necessary. If you stop and think about it, hockey could do something like this. Both of those 82, 80-plus game schedules need a little jolt. And, Brian, as an NBA fan, good idea or bad idea? Yeah, I, I think they do need a jolt. I think it definitely could shake things up a little bit and make, because I don't feel compelled other than the Celtic games to really tune into anybody else in November and December. So that would, that would raise my interest in watching other teams play besides my own. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for the idea. Here's the question, though: Could college basketball among the major leagues do something like this? Is there, is there something to be learned from this? Where you actually play for something. You know, this thing that we just did. The Big 12 with the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Was kind of fun, right? But it'd be more fun to throw those teams into a deal and the winner advances and plays this team on this date and the loser plays this and the loser of that one. Because that's what they're going to do here. They're going to have a floating type schedule. And they're going to say the winner plays this person, the loser goes over there, and you play in that game and... This is where everybody kind so, of finishes in this thing and have a loose affiliation. They still are going to play 82 games. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. This as part of their schedule. That's what they're going to do. All right. Yeah, these Everybody's still going to play 82 games. games, right? Yeah. At the end of the regular still, season. Here's my question for you, Brian, because I, I, as somebody that's a casual European soccer watcher, you know way more about that than I do, way more. Over in Europe, while they care about the Premier League in England, do they care about these other cups, Bry? All the stuff that's going on currently, or is that just kind of an add-on deal? Do they really care about them? Yeah, it, it's important for the top teams in that that league to be able to participate in the Champions League, which is some of the top teams in Europe from their nations that get together a 32-team deal and they do the World Cup style, and also the FA Cup. They, I think the Europeans treat that championship game in the in Championship League like the Super Bowl. And the FA Cup, which is just a domestic thing over in England, is is feels like a Super Bowl at the end of the season because they play at Wembley and it's done and it, they've got the Queen there and everything else and all the pomp and circumstance. So it that, that definitely feels like a big deal. So, yeah, they do care. You think people in this country, Brian, will care? Think they'll even understand what they're doing? I don't I know that college, it'll be interesting, I think, but yeah, I don't know that they'll yeah. be that you'll see the type of passion for it. I it, think college basketball fans, though, that ordinarily don't watch, um, and and don't get into NBA, will watch a one-off tournament. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Plus Tennessee's day in court up in Cincinnati. John Bryce joined earlier. Plus some of the other conversation we've had around Chris Ludlam. Ledlam. I keep calling that kid Ludlam for whatever reason, but the kid from Harvard. Tennessee's added two transfers out of the transfer portal. One, son of a coach. Both these guys are coming up uh, in class to play, and, and we have not had – quite frankly, success with those guys thus far. doesn't mean it can't happen. Maybe Tennessee's due to have a couple that are pretty nice players. But so far, the guys we've brought up a level, uh, the kid last year who 
uh, came from Indiana State. Uh, did, didn't work out real well for him. He was okay. Let's go to the phones. Kind of like today's show. Freddie Jack, what's up? You're the sea, Tony. You're the sea. Yep. Geophysical year of the sea at that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going like the geophysical year of the common fan. Anyway, uh, I hope Tennessee gets a, kind of a slap on the wrist like Titans Bill did when he had his rant about Caitlin Clark. You know, I agree with that. I granted him mercy because he's a pretty strong brand. And in the overall ecosystem of the program, I just made a business decision that he amuses me. Now, if he were a horrible caller uh, and deemed to bring very little value, like a Cleveland State back in the day, and a few callers that would go unnamed, I might have hammered him. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, you kind of gave him the Roy Williams-Nick Saban treatment. Did you call the NCAA or the Birmingham office to get the ruling? At this point, the guy's just such an OG. I mean, what are any of us going to say about the guy? Guy's just such a great OG right now. Yeah. That was pretty bad, though. That was one of the worst things I've heard in 30 years on the show, Tony. I'll be honest with you. And like, anyway. how far behind it would it be of your cheap shot of Ray Mears? Like, how far behind? Four or five uh, I never slots did that, Tony. But you can three slots, two you slots, want. four slots, a slot. How many slots? Inquiring minds want to know here. <laughs> I didn't do that. Ray Mears was my my guy back in the day. Hey, Tony, moving on to baseball. Uh, I don't know. I, I listen to these callers, and you, it, you kind of get the sense like you're trying to blame it on all these transfers, and that guy that called in earlier, Z, like, you know, uh, they're not having that bad of years. We've got plenty of other players having worse years, and the pitching – who was supposed to be our, uh, you know, big thing. They haven't exactly shown up. I mean, you give up 12 runs to Tennessee Tech. Plus, all our number one pick starters are struggling. No. So, I don't know why transfers no. are the main focus. Not only did you almost get run rolled by Tennessee Tech, let's just call this. Because people say, well, you know, Tony Ball's your boy. He is my guy. I love him. He's a great dude. But here's the thing. When you almost get run rolled by Tennessee Tech in your building, I mean, that is the epitome of Drek. Plus, Tennessee Tech on most years, if that happens to you, it's unacceptable. Tennessee Tech this year is not even qualified to go to their tournament. I mean, if that isn't a laydown job the other night, I don't know. What what do you call that? But you're right. Yeah, no, so they only had 10 wins. I mean, that's my alma mater, and they only had 10 wins. Ten wins. You know, they, were one, I mean, they were one game away from the World Series yep. two or three years ago. Yeah, and they brought this co- they brought that coach back with him. He's in his second year. Yeah, and he has two rather but, loud wins against the Vols. Yeah, uh, but I guess I guess the thing I was talking about. I don't know why the focus is so much on the transfers. There's a lot. There's a lot of other problems with the teams besides that. And you're kind of saying, well, that. If they're in the transfer portal, they're usually problems. Well, none of these kids were problems. 
Merritt was a conference player of the year. He was just looking maybe to get to the World Series. Denton. That's a good point. He always wanted to play for Tennessee and Maui. Everybody wanted him. He was probably just wanted to get some NIL money. I didn't say all the kids. I said well, you were kind of. Me- I said I a didn't bunch say of all, but you, you were kind of referring on. like yeah. When you're in the transfer portal, usually some problems. I didn't mean it that way. I was really talking about hoops. And really, what what I and what I'm really getting at is, as a team, as a coach, you get to spend so little time with these guys when they jump into the portal. You really don't know what kind of people they are, and you really don't know how they're going to fit in your roster. People can say whatever they want to say about Barnes. Barnes does not go out into the portal, and it drives people crazy and go hog wild and pig crazy because he understands I'm not here to bring in problems. I don't want to upset my chemistry on my team. Well, I don't think, One thing I don't about know. Center, I don't think this I don't, I don't know problems, that, I don't know if these guys have done that. I don't think this Ahuna guy, quite frankly, I, he, does not, he does not look nor sound or any of that like the biggest team guy in the world. No offense to him. Yeah, but I'm you, hearing. Are you think no he's the only problem we've got on the team? No, no, I don't. He's not. He's not pitching. Well, that's a great. Point. Well, we've got we've got players on the team. Some of them are barely hitting over two hundred, and they've been there for a few years, and they've had a lot of chances. Oh, it's been an absolute mess. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, this thing here has been a been a mess. But when you bring guys in, you pay them a lot of money. And other people see it, and then it just you know it's it's become a little bit of a problem, and it is what it is. You wonder if they learn from it. Wonder what their approach will be in the portal next year. We'll see. Well, like I said, Ahun is not pitching. Ahun didn't give up twelve runs the other night. So, I just think you focus too much on the. The transfers. There's a lot of other problems. I think that's a very fair point. And maybe maybe we focus on transfers because they're not our guys. And I know you're not just talking to me, you're talking to our fan base. And I, I think that's I think that's probably an accurate statement, you know? It's like there's a rental player type of um, um the portal guys, would you guy. take it? Well, I mean, sure. If I could, listen, if I could get what Arkansas gets. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Breeze Homemade Ice Cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. The NASCAR Xfinity Series. Under the green flag now, Justin Allgaier on the inside. Heads to Dega. This is a prime opportunity for Josh Berry, and he has risen to the occasion. Who will prevail down the Alabama gang super stretch? John Hunter Nemechek down to the inside of Chandler Smith off turn four. Chandler Smith has the momentum. It's the Ag Pro 300. 2.30 Saturday, April 22nd on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.